0: Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. I've been delaying making this episode for weeks now. And the reason why is because this is just not a very easy episode to make for me. And the reason why that's the case is because there are so many nuances in what I'm gonna talk about. And so when I've thought about what I'm gonna share, I then think about these counter arguments or concerns that listeners might have. And then I think about, Oh, how do I answer that? And it's different in this scenario than it would be in this other scenario, which would be different in this scenario. There's just so many nuances. And so I'm going to give it my best shot and please know that what I'm saying is I'm not, I'm not, it's uh, I want to share with you some principles that I hope will be helpful as I've seen just over the years, working with different clients in different scenarios that I've seen how this idea of boundaries can unintentionally hurt a marriage. I want to share with you a little more about what I mean, some examples of that, and then what you can do instead to really enhance the growth of your relationship, knowing again, this is, there's not a one size fits all. And so I hope that what you're hearing today is beneficial to give you some idea or principles that you can apply in order to I don't know, remove some of the blocks that might be getting in the way of you making progress and really accelerate the growth by changing a couple of things in your approach. I want to share with you a quick story. I remember years ago working with somebody who, he and his wife came in, obviously, with this type of challenge, and he said that the thing that they had decided on that she had requested was that he does not drive to work in a certain way. And so I live in Las Vegas, and you can't get away from you can't get away from pornography like it's it's there it's on inappropriate stuff on billboards people on the strip literally hand out little baseball cards of pornography uh there's just there's uh not so much anymore but there were magazine stands on the strip just like uh full of different magazines and uh it's like you can't get away from it and so a part of after the wife discovered her husband was struggling with an issue she wanted to really uh clamp down on the possibility of him slipping which I get no judgment I understand it I would want to manage any type of situation that felt threatening and so for her in her mind she said I I don't want him to drive down the I-15 anymore because there's a couple of strip clubs right off the freeway there Uh, there's billboards like I said and so they spent so much time figuring out these different scenarios these different situations that they tried to put boundaries around And again, I understand the idea behind it. But what I found is that these boundaries didn't actually help her. And the reason why that's the case is because even though he said he would take different streets, it still didn't provide the degree of safety that she was hoping for because then she thought, well, okay, he might be driving on different streets. Now he might not be driving down the 15. He's got to be doing something else somewhere else. Maybe he's looking up stuff on his phone and he'd give her the phone records and say, listen, I'm not texting anybody. And then she'd say, maybe you're just getting really good at hiding this. How do I know you don't actually have a different phone? And so it just became this merry-go-round of different. It's like putting out fires over and over and over again. And I know that wasn't what the intention was. But unintentionally, it became a negative cycle in and of itself to try to manage all sorts of different scenarios and situations, again, for the good reason of wanting to create safety, for the wanting to create trust, to minimize acting out, I totally understand that, but it had an unintentional opposite effect. And so, as I've worked with people over the years, I find that this is a very common thing where there's different things in people's approach that they put in that they think will be helpful, but really doesn't actually help them in the way that they hope. So that being one example, not driving on certain streets, somebody might, you know, a wife might put a boundary around that or they, you know, somebody might put a boundary around don't looking at, don't look at certain websites like going on the news or other websites where like social media, where there's a potential of something that, that could be triggering. So it's like, okay, we're not doing that anymore. Or I remember working with somebody one time where The uh, wife wanted her husband to call him every uh, to him to call her every hour on the hour, as an attempt to make sure he's checking in, not doing stuff that he shouldn't be doing. Another scenario of this would be like, well, you know, if somebody, if a husband paid for something via Venmo, like uh, some acting out via Venmo, and the payment was taken care of, that it's like, all right, we have to delete Venmo now. I think these efforts, again, while understandable, knowing that the intention is to try to create safety and minimize these environments or situations where acting out can occur, I just feel like in so many cases, it does not actually give clients and couples and wives in particular, the degree of safety that they need to really move forward and heal. I think it gives them a sense of security, but really it doesn't create a deep anchor and a deep level of trust that is necessary in order for the trauma to heal. I think it just creates, in many cases, an illusion that it prevents acting out, but in the reality, it really doesn't. And the reason why I say that is because I've just seen it multiple times just over the decade that I've been doing this. There's a felt sense of like, okay, if he's not gonna go onto this website, he's not gonna slip. Or if he doesn't drive on this street, he's not gonna get tempted to go to that strip club that's on the way or whatever the scenario is, when really what I've discovered is there's a different way to do this that will actually, because again, the goal of all this, please, I just want to make sure I'm really clear. The goal of all these behaviors so often is to create safety. And so if the intention, if the intended and desired outcome is safety, you can get that need met in a very different way, in a way that is actually much more effective. And so, the alternative to this, there's a couple of different things that I would encourage you guys to consider as you're doing this. I think the alternative to this is to really focus, you know, it's like the 80 20 rule, right? 80% of your results are stemming from 20% of your efforts, right? It's like the few things that you do have an outsized return. And so I think this is one of those things where if couples were to spend 80% of their time, 90% of their energy focusing on creating, if a husband were to spend his energy and attention on creating a heart change and creating safety in the relationship through his heart change and how he shows up in the marriage, that far and away is the most effective way I have ever seen couples come through these difficult situations. Because the reality is without a heart change, you can literally, have somebody be on house arrest, have no access to internet, don't go out and speak to anyone, it still does not create safety in the relationship because safety does not come from avoiding negative things. Safety comes from nurturing and focusing on and building in positive things like being present in the relationship, caring for each other's needs, being responsive to their pain having conversations that connect them, safety is found there, not in the avoidance of doing something that's not right. And again, yes, of course we wanna avoid acting out, we wanna overcome that, but that again is a result of a heart change. It's not a result of better boundaries or better things that are in better safety measures doesn't create a sustainable change for somebody to truly overcome addiction. And so the alternative in my mind, as I work with couples and the ones who really focus on this See dramatic changes because it really moves the needle in the way that actually helps her feel better. And so, let me give you an example of this. I remember working with somebody who had been struggling for a long time. They had these things in place, it really wasn't helping. Unintentionally, these types of boundaries and measures became a source of contention in the relationship, it caused more pain because these certain boundaries were not adhered to perfectly, which undermined, again, the safety that she felt because she said, if he can't do these things, then, then what, what can I count on? And some of the measures that, he, that she put in place were things like, again, like let's go back to the calling every hour on the hour. Sometimes he was in a meeting and was tied up. Sometimes he forgot. Sometimes he just wasn't able to make those calls. And if that was the thing that sank the ship, And she felt like, if he can't even do this, then I can't trust anything. And I feel like in a lot of these scenarios, again, it's not a desire of not following through. Sometimes it's just not being able to do it effectively, which then becomes like a source of contention. And so instead, this is where I kind of, as I've worked with these people in the past, the idea is to recognize the heart change is the key. And so instead of, I encourage them that instead of focusing on the do's and don'ts, or rather the don'ts, right? But people put boundaries around the don't do, don't do these things. Instead, I'd I'd encourage them to adopt a mentality of having standards for your relationship. So I define boundary and standard in a little bit of a different way, right? Boundary is all the stuff that you don't wanna do. A standard is what you do want to have in your relationship. And so when I talk about these boundaries, I'm not saying, hey, just don't care about acting out. Hey, don't care if he's looking at other women. Hey, don't care. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. What we do wanna have in place is a positive frame around what you do want to have in the marriage. So what that might look like would be, I do want honesty in the relationship. I do want a sense of connection with you. I do want a feeling of closeness together. I do want fidelity and commitment to one another. Those types of things are what you can actively create by doing things that are positive that build the relationship. And so as this person started to put these things in place, and really they both were in agreement with this, and they were both saying, okay, I'm willing to try this. There was a shift that happened where they could really focus on the relationship and build it in a different way, which transformed their relationship moving forward. And she started to feel safer. She started to feel more connected and then it's been you know, a couple of years now where their relationship is just in a totally different place. And she doesn't need to have these don't do's in place because he already doesn't want to do the things that she wants him to avoid. Again, all of these things, well, so many of these things are centered around acting out. And so he didn't have the desire to go to a strip club. He didn't have the desire to scroll on Instagram, looking for women. And if he was on uh, social media and he saw something that was provocative or inappropriate. He scrolled on by because he, he didn't want to engage in that anymore. And it wasn't because he had a rule around not going on social media. It was because his heart was different. He didn't desire those things. And as a result of that, he could live in the world but not get wrapped up in these old patterns. Again, another example of this is like, okay, if a husband is checking out other people at the grocery store, if you look at it from a boundaries perspective, it's easy to then think, well, okay, well, you just don't go to the grocery store with me anymore. Or when we go out to dinner, my husband checks out these other people at tables beside us. Therefore, we're not going to go out to dinner anymore. Again, I totally understand the rationale and the idea behind that. But as I've worked with these clients in the past who really implement and create a heart change, you can go out to dinner in any type of restaurant with anybody around you. And it doesn't influence them anymore you can go to the restaurant you can go to the grocery store you can go to a park you can go to a beach you can see people that are that are there but still it not have an influence on you because their heart and their mind is in a different place and they desire something different and so I wanted I wanted to make this episode because I think it's so common that couples get stuck in this trap of having these don't do's in the relationship and again I'm like is there a place for some of this stuff I think there is And this is a part of where there are so many nuances and differences in people's situations but i think there can be a place and i think it does help people especially in the very very beginning to have some of these things in place where there can be some degree of you get your footing there can be a level of safety that's created because again it's not to say that this doesn't help somebody feel comfortable because it does i just think on the deepest level it doesn't reach the depths of what's necessary to really create change in the marriage And so can this be helpful in some instances? Sure, of course. And maybe you're, as you listen to this, you might be thinking to yourself, well, some of these things have helped us. That's great. The thing that I really wanted to target in this particular episode was when couples outgrow the need for the boundary, yet continue to keep it in place, and then it becomes a barrier to connection. Because if a husband is not able to follow through on certain things, again, for various reasons, for whatever reason, again, it's all pretty case-specific, but if for whatever reason there's breakdowns here or if what a wife is measuring and focusing on isn't actually creating safety, my hope is that this episode can provide some new way of looking at this so she can still get her need met. Again, she wants to feel safe and have trust. That's the need. How we get there might be different depending on the phase of the process that you're in. So if in the beginning this provided some level of comfort, then great. I think it does help in many instances, especially in the beginning. And I've also seen it when couples outgrow it. If they hold on to the same strategies and do the same approach that got them here, it's like that phrase, what got you here won't get you there. And this is true in many areas of life. I don't know, you think about exercising and working out. Sometimes there's a phase of working out where you're going to where you're going to be eating tons of uh, like, uh, I don't know, like I'm not a super into working out as you can tell as I'm just like stumbling through this. Like if people are counting macros or wanting to eat lots of calories to bulk up, what got them there doesn't get them to the next phase where they start to cut and lean and get more defined. However, certain steps are required for certain phases and so my whole point in describing this episode is that I want you to maybe evaluate, how are you guys approaching things? Is there a way to help you guys get your needs met in a different way that can actually get you there in a smoother, more effortless, anxiety-less type of way? And so just to go back to that thread, what that might look like would be to have clear standards for the relationship. Again, you want honesty, fidelity, connection, safety, love, to feel seen, to feel like you matter. If you then build your routines around creating moments where that can be the case, that's I think where this 80%, 80, 20% type of a thing comes into play. If you focus your attention and energy on those things, the, those are the 20% of efforts that really move the needle as I've seen, as I've worked with couples. And yes, as a part of this, it definitely goes without saying that a standard for the relationship is not that there's no acting out. It's total fidelity, heart, mind, body. And so that's, that's a part of this, right? Sometimes people talk about the boundary around not acting out really. I think that's a a standard of having that type of relationship where there's total commitment to one another. And so again, the key for all of this is the work is necessary. And I think the most important type of work is not so much adhering to all the boundaries as much as it is creating a heart change. And the more energy and focus and intention you can place on that and doing the activities that create that, that's gonna get you so much further faster than anything else that could happen. Because the fix isn't, again, if if there's fantasy going on or objectification, the fix isn't to then remove yourself from the office place, let's say. If there's a coworker there who you've maybe found yourself objectifying, the goal isn't, you know, the fix isn't to eliminate and quit eliminate that from your environment in, in a long, like in a long-term way, the fix is to change your heart. And so how do you measure if somebody has a heart change? This is again, nobody can look into the heart of the other person, but there are some behaviors that are going to reflect that something is different. And when I say heart change, it's also important to recognize heart change does not mean perfection. Heart change does not mean you're never going to make a mistake. I think a heart change is reflected in the desire that you have. Is there a desire for acting out? Is there a desire for fantasy? Is there a desire for escaping into unhealthy coping mechanisms? Is there a desire to lie and to hide and minimize and really not care what the other person thinks? And if those things are not there, that's such a good sign. Because in many cases, before there is like an awakening, to, hey, this is a really big deal. This is a problem. This really affects your wife. So often people live in this fog and they're not aware of the extent to which it impacts things. And if they do realize on some level, hey, my wife probably doesn't like this, oftentimes they don't realize the gravity of it. And they don't really, as a result, it's it's like the change doesn't happen. But once they become aware of it and then they recognize the effect it's had and then they start to see things differently. Then they start to learn as they join, you know, as they, as they hop onto the path, they're listening to podcasts, they're going to groups, they're doing reading or whatever, you know, whatever steps that you're taking to get educated. They start to learn, hey, this is like, I really need to take a look at things on a deeper level. And when they do, their heart starts to change where they can then, be more accountable and take responsibility for their behavior i think that's another reflection of a heart change i think they can apologize and try to repair i think there's a willingness to work on the relationship and to work on yourself there's a demonstration of effort and again this is where i think it's easy for people to get confused effort is not perfection will there be times when you get stuck in your cycles and he might defend himself or avoid or shut down or blame or lie and go back into those old patterns. Yes, that's probably going to happen on some level, not necessarily every single one of those, but most of the time, this is like, not even most of the time, like, this is a process for people. It's not a light switch. And so in terms of evaluating, is there a heart change? While yes, we want to take into account behavior. We also want to take into account the energy and the attitude and the approach because there will be times when somebody flips back into old patterns, which doesn't mean they don't have a heart change. It just means they need more help. They need more practice. They maybe need more tools. They need more ways of navigating those moments. And to me, when I see somebody in that place, but then there is this humility around recognizing, I still need some work here. I still need to practice this. I still need to really sharpen this, or I need to better understand this about myself. That in my mind is a reflection of a heart change. And when there is a heart change in a relationship, that is the number one biggest source of safety. Because if the heart is different and the desires are different, they're going to continue to make progress until they really have gotten to the place where this is all behind them, where they don't keep stumbling. And and again, it's not a lack of desire when it's in that place, it's a lack of just, maybe reps and practice or additional processing that helps them get there but when there is a heart change in a husband a wife can take comfort in knowing he's going to keep addressing the issues that are getting in the way of them healing he's taking responsibility and action to it to resolve these things and he's going to be and he's committed to the process no matter how long it takes whatever he has to do he's going to do it There's an immense degree of safety that can be had in those moments. I've worked with couples in the past where if a slip happens, it does not, it does not set the relationship back to ground zero. It does not completely knock the wife off of off balance emotionally, because she can see that his heart is different and he just needs some extra help. And when you're there again, we start to process information differently. It's, it feels less personal when we can recognize, Hey, my husband's trying, they really, really do care. Yes, they're not perfect. Yes, they still need practice, but I am a priority to him. And in moments when decisions are made that don't reflect that, he can acknowledge that, apologize, and commit to keep trying. And the more he does that, the better and better things feel in the relationship. So again, even if there's a slip or a relapse or a lie that happens, when they take accountability, repair, apologize, have the humility, show additional willingness to work, that's gonna be your biggest source of safety. And I can promise you over the hundreds of people that I've worked with, that is the number one thing that I've seen be most effective. And so yes, I understand the idea of having boundaries around the things that you don't want to have happen. I think for many couples, they outgrow that and forget or maybe aren't aware of the deeper level change that when that is focused on and that becomes your priority, everything flows from that. I just think about again, clients that I've worked with who say, it's just, I'm not there anymore. And in the past I flirted with people inappropriately, inappropriately at work, or I've gone on social media websites and I've gone through and clicked on things and searched things out and fantasized, but I'm not there anymore. I don't want those things. There's no part of me that wants that. I'm in a different place. And as a result of that, my actions are different. My intentions are different. My focus is different. And that's again, the, 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 the number one thing that I wanna encourage people to consider as you're listening to this episode, that really making that the target is in so many cases, such a good next step and if you're at a place where you've outgrown, outgrown some of these old boundaries, and a part of how you can know if you have is, if it doesn't really, if, you know, if, if a husband follows through on the boundary, do you actually feel deeply loved? Do you feel safe or does it just calm your anxiety? If it just calms your anxiety and your fear, but then you continue to get tripped up together over these things that might not be followed through perfectly, it might be worth considering, okay, what are, are we paying attention to something that we've outgrown? And again, when I say this, I'm not saying, okay, let's care less about acting out. That's not what I'm saying. But I think, again, going back to this idea of like, well, um, driving down certain streets or not going to the gym or having to work from home because of an office person that's there. I think the more you focus on the heart, the better you're going to feel about somebody going about a husband going back to work, because if his heart is different, it doesn't matter who he's working with. If his heart is different, it doesn't matter if he's walking down the strip and somebody hands him a a baseball card with pornography on it, he's not gonna accept it. He's gonna just, no, I'm good, I don't need that. When you're in that place, that is the ultimate source of safety. And I hope that I've been able to describe this in a way that helps. And again, I know there are different nuances and things that that, that need to be taken into account. But in terms of general principles, just to summarize all this, well, yes, I think having some boundaries and things in place can be helpful to provide some footing as you're starting to better understand the addiction, as you're starting to better understand what to do differently instead. How do you start to create trust and safety in a really meaningful way? It can be helpful helpful to provide some atmosphere of comfort. And then when couples transition to working more towards the heart change and really focusing on that and building a relationship with love and being present and feeling valued, being prioritized, having honesty. When you have that type of relationship, the boundaries become less of a focus. It's almost like putting a guardrail around the edge of a cliff. And when you're there, yes, it can serve a purpose. And when you've realized, oh, there's another route that I can take, we don't even have to go near this boundary anymore this like and then you lose the desire to even like go in that area then they serve less of a purpose which then frees your energy up to continue to build the relationship in a way that really does help and so i hope this is again i please uh, please know that this is a, not a blanket one size fits all but these are some principles that i wanted to pass along cuz i just feel like so many people it's easy to get stuck here and there's no judgment for me either You know, by the way, like I totally understand this. If I was in this situation, if I was the wife in a situation like this, I would feel the same way. I would wanna manage every situation that is a potential threat. So there's no judgment in this. My hope is that as you hear this, this gives you some maybe new information to consider so you can then take the next step in the process of having this heart change, paying attention to that and really building the relationship and maybe less emphasis or focus on what not to do because that will be a natural result anyways of focusing on what direction you do want to go in. So if there's additional follow-ups or questions, please send me an email. I'd love to clarify any of this. Again, this is why I delayed this episode for so long because I know that when people hear this, I know that they're gonna take it through the filter of their own situation. And so it's very nuanced. And it's, like I said, not a one size fits all. So if there's anything else that I can do to clarify, I'm happy to do maybe another follow-up and give more examples or speak to specific scenarios or situations that uh, people might be considering or struggling with, or maybe not sure how to apply some of this stuff. Um, But I, I think this is a good step for many people who are in this place is to really focus on the next part of this, which is the heart change. Okay, everybody, uh, let me know if this resonates. But again, I'd I'd love to do another follow-up if there's anything else I can clarify. I hope this helps and I look forward to speaking with you guys again next week. All right, we'll talk to you then. Okay, I hope that was helpful. And for any of the men who are listening, I want to invite you to join if you're looking for some extra support and tools and help implementing these uh, tools and strategies so you can fully overcome pornography so it doesn't have to follow you around anymore go ahead and go to uh, www.facebook.com groups tools to quit. And the link is going to be here in the uh, show notes as well. So I look forward to watching you guys make progress and really overcome this addiction, get this problem out of your life, restore your relationship. So you can actually move forward and leave all of this behind you in a way that there's actually closure.